0: Okay, so we're going to just hop right into a uh, recording for a podcast. This is going to be the first episode. Um, got quite a few more people ready to hop on for episodes two, three, four, people to, to interview, have conversations with. Crude setup, don't have a lot of equipment, but we're going to hop right into it. The title of the podcast is going to be um, FFL AAA Podcast, uh, standing for Above Average Agent. There are other podcasts for Family First Life agents that they run. Um, True Talk is a good one. And then uh, the Serve the People podcast is another great one, um, which I've been listening to a lot. But those focus on uh, established agencies. They focus on top producers, Hall of Fame producers. Uh, if you don't know, $400,000 or more. Uh, or other up-and-coming big names. I want to focus this podcast on... Uh, specifically agents that are new or existing agents that want to figure more out about FFL, the experiences of what it's like. Uh, So it's going to be focusing on new developing agents, mindsets, strategies, and anything about uh, an agent that would be considered above average and focus on the path to success as a Hall of Fame producer, $400,000 in a year of issue paid business or as uh, the path to an integrity partner. So I completely recommend Serve the People or um, the True Talk podcasts um, if you want to hear more about people who are already there or close to being there, um, but I want to focus on people who are a little bit closer to the ground here, uh, both myself and uh, other other people new here. Um, so my name is Gunnar, Gunnar Walensky, I'm going to be doing an introduction into my story with Uh, My business and this podcast is going to be something that I think probably three weeks is going to be pretty consistent on the business and then the fourth week or every other week. Something in in regards to leadership or development or uh, another business that see if we can't pull some things out of for um, my introduction for how I got into insurance is... I mean, honestly, pretty similar similar to a lot of people's. I didn't wake up one day and think I wanted to be a life insurance agent. Uh, I didn't grow up wanting to be a life insurance agent. Uh, I was going to school. I already graduated from OSU, and with one degree, I'm getting another one at Liberty University. I was working part-time at Chick-fil-A, living at the Ohio State campus university district with some friends. and in and about that time, my father had uh, an accident, DUI, where um, afterwards, we didn't, we didn't lose him, per se, but I talk about him like that because he never came back home. Um, the two-income house went to one. Uh, my sister was in high school. I had a lot of stuff going on, I, and I realized I needed to, I, I didn't have to. Necessarily, but I felt obligated to step up and work to help provide for myself and my sister when our father was the one who controlled, like, phones, phone accounts, insurance, all, everything that would come with that, all of that was getting cut off um, abruptly without reason. So I needed more money, saw some advertisements looking for other jobs, Saw something for uh, sales positions, representative positions. I was interested in uh, something that was somewhat commission-based, sales-based, just because I understood that if I worked more, I could get paid more. And uh, I got picked up by a captive agency, not an IMO, a captive agency that only sold one company of uh, insurance products to... Union members specifically and their families. That was about it. It wasn't, there weren't any other leads that we could work besides besides like bait and switch um, stuff like child safety kits or um, I'll give you a free will, but I'll I'll try to sell you an insurance policy that you may or may not need in the process. Um, It was. When I joined into this agency, the promise was it was a lot of culture, a lot of hoorah, it uh, looked really good, I I looked it up, there were bad reviews, but from my understanding it was just if you didn't work, you didn't eat 100% commission, like every insurance company pretty much is. Um, I had no license, I had zero experience in like a uh, sales environment to where it, it was mostly commission and I was told if I help a family then I get to earn anywhere between three hundred, five hundred dollars per family I help. And if I help, you know, four families, five families, it's fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a week said okay uh, first red flag was that I had to pay for the pre-licensing you you have to be state licensed to work there or anywhere else with insurance first red flag was that they had to get paid for uh, that I figured you know they're going to take the time to train me and all this money I can make sure I'll <laughs> I didn't know that places like I'm at now Family First Life they pay for that for you had, I had no idea completely oblivious all I knew about the industry was what these people told me so uh, I had to pay I don't remember 150, 200 bucks something like that to go through pre-licensing courses and then take my state license which cost like 40 bucks that's pretty negligible you need that anyway um, once I got there once w- I had to do that before I was hired makes sense It's okay with that um super different from the people there we'll found out later that they thought i would not succeed um i was a a skinny fat diabetic coming in you know thinking i could make a lot of money decent money talking to people all these guys were like college athletes bodybuilders uh got to know them though super solid people taught me everything i know about life insurance but it was a vast difference between uh i don't want to say character in the beginning now, from what I noticed, but definitely, um, definitely, just come from different worlds. Uh, once, once I was hired, I went through training. I started to uh, work in the industry, and I'm, I'm probably gonna make some podcasts about how how the industry works, how it pays out. More detailed explanations of that. Uh, basically, you're in the insurance industry. If you write a policy, you get paid on the annualized premium. So to keep the math simple, if someone pays $83.34 every month for 12 months, that's $1,000 of annualized premium. To start there, you're at, I think it's 45% now, but 50% if I recall, and then after 90 days or six months or something, go up to 60%. So that's $500 or $600 you get for one policy that gets issued. It takes about two weeks for it to get issued there maybe less if you catch it on time. Um I started to write some policies. I started to make some money, see some see some money come in from that. Um I liked it. I thought it was okay. I showed up every day. I went to all the meetings. Um It did seem very very structured, kind of like an MLM. Um, which I understood going into because you needed to work to make the money. But I think it was a little bit different than that once I started to realize how the system worked and I started to get smarter. The training process was the first red flag um, because the way it it works is you would have a trainer be with you and, and if you were to sell a policy with them They have to put it in your name in order for them to get the training credit but if you're not experienced enough maybe you're gonna not close a deal then they'll swoop in and take it but then they they might want to get the payment um, if the policy gets issued so sometimes that's weird Um, if you bring in somebody though this was the thing it was like if you hire somebody and they get licensed or how uh, they write a deal, it was I think if you in your first 90 days, they gave you a thousand dollars per person. And then afterwards it was like 250 or 300 per person, which means that you could make a lot more money off of recruiting people into this than you would actually issuing policies to families that needed it. Um, the leadership was present as long as you you made the money and you were willing to sell your life to them without doing anything else like you had to eat sleep and drink everything about that company in order for them to kind of focus in on you and and make sure you were successful otherwise you know they wouldn't pay too much attention to you um that was another it was another red flag The, the biggest red flag for me when i was there though was this guy in the same company same everything they had a they had like a, a cheesy name for it, um, some like consulting thing, Whereas some guy in Florida who, all due respect, did build a, a successful agency with this company's model. It's insurance if you work and work and work, eventually it'll it'll pick up, except you know, half here as what it would be, in a, a place like Family First Life. For some reason you would have to pay this guy like they talked our leaders talked about it when I was there as if it was a point of pride that they paid money to hear this guy talk and have like coaching calls and that didn't make any sense to me if you're in the same company and he's just talking inspiring and giving you guidance why do you have to pay for that shouldn't shouldn't that be information and knowledge just be given freely to everyone in the company so that they can also find success that didn't make too much sense to me um i wasn't the best personal producer mind you either like i wasn't out here writing consistent five six thousand dollar weeks i had weeks like that um but it was a lot closer to two we the underwriting was what gets people qualified was something where if, if you were not in perfect health, you could not get an insurance policy, which a lot of families didn't have any kind of insurance policy. It was something that they needed, but I wasn't able to help them with. Um, I, gosh, it took forever sometimes, and that was, the, that was the biggest struggle, was just making sure people got qualified and if they didn't qualify and they wanted it, I couldn't do anything for them. That's not the case now. Now, if somebody has cancer, I can give them a policy. I can give people the best kinds of policies that over at that other company, I would never be able to even consider giving them coverage. Um, my, my consistency and energy led to me having a pretty solid month about a year ago in March and I got promoted to where I could lead and, tra- lead and train people. That's what I wanted from the beginning. I like working with, with people and teaching and training people. And I fell in love with that. I did not st- stick around to be a personal producer. I stuck around because of the people. I won- and at this point, COVID hit and we had to switch to 100% virtual. Everything was on Zoom. Authorization emails over Zoom. We didn't have DocuSign. We had an old, antiquated electronic application. It was uh, difficult to share screens. The control wasn't there. wasn't in the home anymore. Um, and it was, it was, it was rough. And is I, I trained and trained and trained. At one point, they had six people with me on Zoom training, and it got burnt out now and then, just because that's when i started to realize they take anyone with a pulse not necessarily people that they want to succeed as long as they can pass the test and get licensed then they want to take them in and get them a couple policies issued so it looks good for their numbers um in in my lower level leader position i took pride in the training and seeing others succeed and my my managers gave me people to train they they hired them but they gave them to me to train and eventually there was a small team built up and we had two months back to back where I hit top position in my agency for these, um, this team of these people who I, I love to death uh, still and the people I worked with. Like I love them all to death. I just hated the system so much I couldn't stay. Um, after I trained, more red flags popped up to where the leadership bonuses the bonuses I was promised for uh, getting these people writing business were were not paid out, and I was told it was something from a home office. It was a delay, and I just kept trusting them, trusting them, trusting them. Uh, the hierarchies weren't being lined up right. Um, the money was the biggest issue, you know, because if I write two thousand dollars worth of business, I was making a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars a week or two later not you know at when I wrote the policy like I do now and we started reading books about uh this is where I was introduced to John Maxwell their leadership was solid we'll say that the leadership was was great the uh the guy at the very top of our, our local agency I had to come in one morning to meet him I had no idea who he was didn't know what he looked like and I saw him wiping down all the tables in the office. And I was like, I like that, I like him. I like, I like seeing that. And I talked to him and just loved the kind of leadership that he had. And then I saw that same kind of leadership in my direct managers. They were fun to work with. I enjoyed working with them. I enjoyed being coached by them. Um, and they introduced me to John Maxwell. We, was, we were reading a book called 360 Degree Leader. It was a good book. And I started reading more and more and more and more about John Maxwell. And in one of his 101 books, I think it was either leadership or relationships, it talked about trust. And a leader, it takes a long time to build up trust. I'd been there for months. They had gained my trust. I believed in them. I came to them with things. Not everything. I'm a pretty closed off guy but I trusted them and my retention fell to remember I have emails and, and screenshots and everything of, of trying to understand how this worked my retention fell to 0.79 like 79% not above 80% for how they the stupid antiquated bonus system that's too confusing to understand if something's too confusing to understand in a few sentences of how you're paid then there's probably some bs in there which i found out the hard way later like a lot of other people but my since my retention fell off understand we're 100 on zoom you can maintain a higher retention but you have like It's not anywhere near as simple as it was in the home. Totally different system. My retention fell. My leadership bonus was cut off. I was not getting it. And that was affecting my uplines bonuses as well, is what I was told. And then it was like a a close when I got the phone call. My manager that I had built a friendship with, a relationship with, who I trusted, called me and said, Hey, all of these people... I think there were four people and a couple more in training a few of which were my very close friends who i would take a bullet for they said hey since your leadership bonus isn't coming in because of the low retention we're not getting that money we should be from you so we're going to take all these people and move them under another leader so that at least some people are getting money and it was explained to me that this had already happened. And I asked, "Well, what do you mean? You know, it's like, well, this is our this has already happened. We just wanted to let you know what it, it was. You're gonna keep your sixty-two and a half percent commission, but uh, you know, and maybe the respect for you because you trained them and everything, but not. You're not gonna get the overrides." they're at 50 percent you're not going to give 12 you're not going to get 12 and a half percent commission override over them you're not going to get bonus matches you're not going to get leadership bonuses and at this point i was getting really fed up with being on zoom every single day being on the phones and trying to talk to people over zoom for a, a decision that would change their lives financially right like life insurance is serious stuff and uh I was showing up every day for the people that I had, in my eyes, built genuine relationships with. I was not there to make money off of people. I genuinely wanted to help people make money as agents, and I wanted to help families as families. And at the time, they gave me a uh, location in Kentucky. Since it's all virtual, I'm in Ohio. It was pretty easy to hop on Kentucky and call people, set appointments over Zoom unless they're like really old, and they don't know how to use it, then it's over the phone and that's even more confusing. They were all coal miners. Now they had pretty good health insurance from their union, but they were all either, um, they were all older. They all had some sort of uh, severe bodily injury from being in the mines, cancer, Uh, They all had black lung to a degree. And attending physician statements, their medical histories, medications, all of that would always come back as no-go, denied. I think maybe a couple people went through. The people who actually needed life insurance, I could not help. And... That sucked. I didn't like that. So as this is happening, my team that I trained was moved to another leader. I was pretty suspicious of a lot of things at that time. Contests that nobody could ever win. Uh, dictatorship kind of group chat where, God forbid, you, you think differently than everyone else in this group psychosis. You're kicked out. you're You're blocked. You're... You know, whatever. It's terrifying to suggest anything other than this one company you're working for. There was a group of people who moved over to Family First Life from this agency before. And I remember they sold everything. Excuse me, about Family First Life as being miserable. No, you have to buy your own leads. Our leads cost $30 a piece. You should be grateful to have these. They have to spend thousands of dollars. No, 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 you do not. That's why I'm making this podcast because as a brand new agent, everyone always sees these success stories, but as a brand new agent, you don't see the the smaller successes and the ability to just like breathe and be, go to sleep at night knowing, A, I'm not taking advantage of people when I'm trying to hire them, but B, I can actually make money. I write the policy. I keep most of the money. Up to 145% commission. You start at 45. There, are you kidding me? Ugh! It was. I was at that point. I stopped really showing up to some of the team meetings for a couple weeks, and I caught. And I, I was, I was looking for something better. And then it was that point when I spoke to Zach Egan. I think I talked to uh, somebody from from Grady grady's team too he's doing super solid not a big agency but i spoke with zach egan uh and his agency i'm i'm part of we're about to hit a million dollars here it's either going to be this month or next month we're going it's going to hit a million dollars of issue paid business in a month and i i was so suspicious of everything at that point because everything i've been told was essentially a lie um at that old place I had to be there 10 years to own my renewals. I never saw uh I never saw the residual month 10 11 12 money payout of policies. I was only there for about 10 months, but I didn't see anything in month 10, so uh I don't think I was there that long enough to and I think some people did get money out of that, but any excuse they have not to pay you is, you know, a good reason for them not to pay you. Um, dude, I asked Zach all these questions. I think I had a couple hour, hour and a half long phone calls with him. Just asking questions. How does this work? How does this work? How does this work? How do you get 100, 110, 120% commission? And I kept asking him questions. Talked about leads. Yeah, leads cost money. You You buy leads, but they don't cost $30 a pop. Some do. Um, uh, the the four hundred thousand dollar a year issue paid producers, uh, yeah, they they buy thirty dollar leads, they buy eighty dollar leads, but they're writing how much in a month? Thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars consistently. If you spend two thousand dollars a week on leads, it's eight thousand dollars, and you're ma- and you're writing fifty thousand dollars of issue paid business, and you get to keep. Like Forty-five, forty-eight thousand dollars of that. <sighs> that's that's a no-brainer. I don't know why. I have no idea why you would have that as a negative. That I've never spent that much on leads in a week, let alone a month really, and I'm, I'm hitting four or five thousand dollar weeks pretty easily. Working way less hours than I was before. Which helped me to focus on my family. It was great, it was easy. Um so as the, the next couple of weeks applied, and this is going to be funny, if anyone listens to this I used to work with, they think I've been there for two or three months. No, it's been closer to five or six. Calm down. Um, I I just started understanding. I got educated, man. I got educated in how this industry worked. I understood I was missing out on 100% extra commission. And once I started to get my contracting done, I was like, you know, I got to leave. I got to leave. Make sure my chargebacks are good. I'll leave well with these guys. Uh, that was the hardest part. Hard, the, the biggest con of joining Family First Life was, was leaving the relationship I had with the people at uh, this other company. The hardest part. But at the end of the day, people are loyal to uh, themselves and their families, um, and their bank accounts, everyone's your friend until you realize you've lost out on like $10,000, $30,000. <laughs> so you, you can't. In the end, I know it's a better decision. And in the end, I know if they actually do care about families and they do care about getting them protected and they do care about uh, having their agents make more money, they're going to come over to Family First Life. That's just a, that's just a fact. It's going to happen. Um, had no sign up costs whatsoever. The training and leadership was 90% the same, honestly. Like they where I worked, they had really good leadership. But the leadership here was the same and better because everything's on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Podcasts like these, videos, everything's on YouTube. You can check it out. You can see it. You can search Family First Life USA. Everything's on there. I kept testing Zach hard. To see if there was going to be any kind of bait and switch stuff. There was not. What would take me 10 years to own. At this old company. I owned day one. At Family First Life. Now my first three days. That I worked there. I. Did not have much. I was helping with my family. Pay a lot for stuff. Stuff out of college cars. Oh stupid stuff. Um, that. Was on my own plate to deal with. I didn't have much, too much money that wasn't in an investment account or savings somewhere. And I didn't want to dip into uh, like checking and go to zero. I spent $200 on leads. Didn't get that many. I think I had like 60 leads. Spent $200, got 60 leads. They were kind of old. The next two field days, I wrote $1,800 of annualized business. I think I saw around was dollars 1500 of that deposited. I wrote an old couple, medically challenged with a lot of stuff. Uh, America would not approve either of them. And that was the one I wanted to go with. But uh, since they weren't approved, I went with Mutual of Omaha and then Royal Neighbors. And then the other guy was, and it passes 60s, 60, 62, 3, 4, super healthy. America, instant approved, instant decision. You know, he he said he wanted to think about it. I asked why. He's like, well, I know it takes some time to get approved. I know I know they might find something. And I was like, no, you're approved now. I walked out of the house with an issue paid policy, and I got paid on that in two days. Mutual of Omaha and uh, Royal Neighbors Royal Neighbors pays out in about two days. Mutual of Omaha can take a little bit longer, but they to pay out the same. AmeriCo paid so fast and at such a high cost. I forget how much it was. It was $60, sixty, sixty a month or something. Uh, I think he was paying. Um, is in like is between sixty or seventy, I think. And I got paid. It was right above seven hundred dollars, or it was like six hundred and fifty-four, or something like that. Some super high number for a policy that I would have been paid like three hundred and fifty bucks for, maybe four hundred bucks for at the old company. And that had me hooked. Dude, I was paid in two days. I was like, holy crap. I had to wait a week and a half to see if this would issue. But now I walk out and I get paid. That sold me. That is what immediately sold me. And at Family First Life, if you want to be a personal producer, I want to have a couple people on this podcast where I um, similar experience, similar companies, same companies, from... I I'll be able to ask them like do you want to are you are you going to be here to recruit people and build an agency or are you going to be here to produce personally and, and have financial uh, stability for you and your family? If you want to build an agency here, hiring is easy. Easy. Hey, do you want to make more money and put up with us BS? How is it, how is it better over there if you're losing half your money? If half your money is going to someone above you, if you really care about other other people and the agents that you bring on and train, your friends, why, why would you want to keep an extra? You know, you sell a thousand dollar policy. Why do you want to keep four hundred dollars from them? Was my question. Um, <laughs> like if you really cared. It's nuts. You can be a personal producer. You can write as much business as you want. You don't have to recruit anybody. Or you can build an agency. The difference is that since our commissions are so high, I'm not hiring other people, either brand new agents. I put them through a class, hire them at 100% commission, 75% comp, or higher if I can. Let's say they, they, they knock out the test in a weekend. And they pass at like a 85%. I'm like, dude, you did really solid. Let's just move you up 105, 110%. Let's get you making more money as soon as we can. Someone takes like two or three weeks. I'll hire them at 100%. All they have to do is write, you know, five, eight policies. And they'll move up to that next commission bracket. Average average policy size here is $1,200. Annualized. That would be a big deal back at my old company. (laughs) You can do anything you want here. Nobody's telling you what to do. We're not captive. People write 40K with no sales experience here. Easy. Just following the same system. Dial Monday, Thursday. Run appointments Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. From leads that people are requesting help from. Not, Not this other... Not this other crap, but it's like, oh, it's your job benefits. Oh, it's a child safety kit. Do you have a will and testament? Well, that—that's what I'm here to do. Is just drop that off. Uh, by the way, do you have something to uh, pay for your funeral? For this will? No. Okay, I'll help you with that too. Uh, what's your what's your routing and account number? No. Well, you can't get the will. <laughs> that's basically what it's it, basically what it was. Oh, you don't want your kid protected? Well sorry but it's what we just have to do it's, or um <clears throat> hey these are just your job benefits um you know it doesn't matter to really me much when you do but we have to make sure something's done today if they don't even if they don't want it if they're not a good fit for it products are worse off for them it 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 dragged on me pretty bad and now i'm in family first life and the first few days I was in the field, I saw a return on investment on the leads that I'd invested in. Huge. And people are saying you got to spend $1,000, 1500 $2,000 leads on a week. No, you don't. If you want to write $400,000 in a year, yeah, there's people who do that. I also know people who sp- spend their money on aged leads that are 3 or 4 months old that are super cheap, and they write... $70,000 in a month so I don't know what you're thinking about I always say it's easier to see stuff from the inside you know we're not captive so you can always join our Facebook groups talk to somebody you know let you into the, the group chats nothing secret here nothing Nothing for people to hide about um, it's, it's easy super easy scripts dialing phone sessions, coaching calls, the leadership here. Excellent. Excellent. Top notch. Grade A leadership. And it's not something that I have to BS about. I don't care what other people think because I know it's the best. Like Absolutely, if I find another company that's better than Family First Life for me, or for agents that I train I will leave I genuinely want people to succeed so if I find something better I'm going to tell people about it and then I'm going to leave Like we don't we don't care if you're here or not we're growing you're either going to hop on board now or it's going to take you a hot second to figure it out Just my opinion but it's not really an opinion especially when people at this other agency I was talking about recently have their renewals being used to pay off debts and being used to pay charge back all the residual income that they've been promised being used for for other things and being lost basically because it was it was scammed out of them that's just dirty you don't own, when i got my team taken away it was when i realized i didn't own anything there Someone else could always control what happened to me here that's not the case end goal integrity marketing deal exit strategy with you know they have the amount of details I got about how that works at convention crazy you look enough you look it up enough on YouTube you'll see you'll see what I mean i'm I'm nowhere near an integrity marketing deal. that's where I want to be at here in about a year or two. Um, but it's nuts. like you can partner with people, you can sell your business, you can grow your business however you want to. There's no one telling you to do anything. I feel like I'm rambling now. Um, but that was kind of my story for how I got started at Family First Life, and I can't i there's nobody here that won't want to help you. Like maybe, maybe someone who is in charge of a $7 million agency won't take time out of their busy schedule just to pick up a random phone call. But if you really wanted to talk to them and you had stuff to bring to the table, like I don't know, a team, or if you are a producer that does $400,000 at another company, but want to make double your money. I mean, yeah, you, you can connect with people and ask them all the questions you want and they'll get you on board. It's not, it's not hard. We don't care. We can hop on here and then you can leave. We're not captive, but I guarantee your company is not going to like it. My goal is to build an agency here and my goal with these podcasts is to just kind of expose what the, the entry level of what it's like is to people. So I think I'm going to record a couple more, uh, podcasts here. Uh, I listen to them fast. So I always assume double speed is about how, how long it takes me to listen. So if I do something for 40 minutes, I expect that to be 20. If I do something for an hour, I expect that to be 30. Um, but we'll, uh, I'll go in depth a little bit more about my story and, and how how I started here at Family First Life, probably the next one, and then make a, uh, make a follow-up one that's like an introduction to what this is about. So if you don't want to listen to this 40-minute podcast, uh, you, you won't have to. You'll just get a gist of, of how it is. So, cool. I will, uh, I'll, I'll keep following up with this. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Gunnar Walensky. You can follow me. Uh, and, uh, I'll keep posting this up and using it to grow. Talk to you later.